For GateWorld.net, I'm David Reed, and I'm on the telephone with Chuck Campbell, the tech. Yes, that's him, the technician on Stargate Atlantis, or as I prefer to call him, Chucknition. Have you heard that term before? Are you kidding? I will give you the inside scoop. Uh, I work with uh, one of the buddies I work with gave me a a shirt with Chucknition on the back. (laughs) I swear, it's written right on the back of the shirt. So too bad you can't wear that uh, during shooting. <laughs> what about the the uniform? Do you do you find that uh, do you find that uncomfortable, or is it comfortable to wear the the two piece with the? Absolutely not. I, I love uh, actually having the jacket and get to, to flash the old uh, flag if I can. I like doing that. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. and I like the old coats better than the new coats. Oh, really? That's just me. I don't wear one of the new coats. You see, uh, like McKay and. Uh, I think even Zelenka still wears the old coat, but... Uh, oh, that's right. Yeah, they changed, like, the stripes on them and everything. Yeah, yeah, and then in the back, it kind of opens or whatever, so... I think it's better. Um, they, they seem to like it, but it's just my own personal opinion. Any idea why they changed that? Oh, I think they're just trying to mix it up a little bit. They uh, went other routes before when they go off-world, and they wear all the black, and... Yeah. So they go that... I think they were just trying to mix it up a bit, you know, Atlantis is... Uh, moving on and the seasons are going so yeah it's on its own now i think it's more eye candy than anything else right right and you get a little bit flashier than usual i think so maybe yeah i mean you know they're uh, they're saving the world a couple of times so good <laughs> <laughs> all right great uh now i think the question on the top of everyone's list um at least anyone who hasn't uh, had a chance to see you at a convention and ask you this year themselves uh, what uh was it an accident that you got named Chuck on screen, or was do the writers really think that you look like a Chuck? Well, I think it was uh, it was kind of in the script in the sense that sometimes when they have uh, uh, stage directions, uh-huh. and it'll say uh, you know McKay walks over to the terminal and da da da. One of these uh, stage directions was Chuck walks over to his da da and hits a button or something like that. Okay. So where everybody kind of knew me as Chuck. We didn't really know if the writer was just, oh, that's just Chuck, so he just types that in. And then Tori, in the scene, when I come into her office, at the end of it says, thank you, Chuck. Ah, uh, okay, so that, that was just a spur of the moment happening. I, I think it was kind of, yeah, and then uh, Martin was there, and he was like, yeah, I mean, it's there and there, and yeah, keep it. Right. Uh, and it just kind of stuck. Yeah, it did. Yeah, and nobody really, uh, the, the, the big guys upstairs, they didn't really seem to mind, and they had written it in the stage directions already, and so it was kind of... Yeah. Well, you, you know, if the if the day players stick around long enough, you know, they really deserve to get named. Hey, uh, I'll take it. I mean, I'm just glad it wasn't Clarence or, <laughs> or Walter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> if they start making me wear glasses, yeah, I'm out. Yeah, that's it. I'm just gonna call up Gary and say, "Come on over, man." Uh, <laughs> Go to the other studio. You're needed. That's right. Yeah. All right. Now, did you have any expectations that the role would be as recurring as it has been? Uh, to be honest with you, no. Okay. No, I didn't. I'm so glad that it was. But as uh, as you know, it's one of those characters that is used for, you know, just announcing when the incoming wormholes and blah, blah, that kind of stuff. So, right. Yeah, you don't have a Chevron 1 encoded, that sort of thing, on Atlantis. Yeah, I mean, you have a couple of taglines that you're known for, and but... Uh, yeah, so to be honest with you, I really didn't know if I was... I'm just glad I fit that jacket, man. That's yes. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> i got to watch the donuts. <laughs> yeah. uh, are you a fan of science fiction? Uh, sort of. 
I mean, I'll be honest with you. I became more of a fan of it uh, since working on the show. Really? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Okay. What is it? Just uh, the Stargates that you that you look into, or have you no, checked out other genres? It, I think, uh, especially with episodic television, uh, it's where that I was there so much, getting to watch and see how it was done, effects wise, and the whole bit. So now, when I watch television in the science fiction genre, I I guess I just look at it with a different eye and, and wonder. I wonder how they did that, and I wonder if that was CGI. And so that kind of got me hooked in that sense. Mm-hmm. Okay. What got you into? What got you hooked into acting? Ooh, well, I started off uh, working on the stage and uh, doing theater and such, and then kind of just fell ass backwards into doing the film and television by uh, just branching out and, and going that route. And then, hey, like anybody will tell you, you want to work one day or work a week? Right. Like, Same money. Oh, oh, okay. Uh, so it changes right. in that way. So, yeah. Right. That's, that's how it kind of happened, and then it just snowballed from there on, and then just got hooked and kept getting hooked, and that was it. You said you've done some theater. What uh, What are some of your favorite roles that you've done? Um, wow. Man. I, I You know what? It sounds cliche for an actor to say, but I did like doing Shakespeare. It was fun, because that guy can write. Oh, I know. And, and if you do it right, which <laughs> I think I did it twice right, <laughs> um, <laughs> you, it, it just flows, you know what I mean? Like, it works, you know? Uh, it's like when you're on a date, and you're on a, you know, when you're on the yeah. first date, and it's just clicking? Yeah, I know. It, sometimes that happens with Shakespeare, and then the other 98% of the time, you go, oh, I wish I knew how to do this properly, like, you know, it, it's... So I kind of got uh, an appreciation for good text and how, yeah. you know, and it survived so long, and there's no, that calm is there for a reason, and et cetera, et cetera. So. You know, I've, I've read a lot of his work in school, but I've never had a chance to perform it, and once you get accustomed to the way he communicates, you're, yeah. just, you're just in it. Yeah, did you ever watch Kenneth Branagh do it, and how just, you just see him do it, and you're like, yeah. Like, yeah. It just works, you know? Yeah, exactly. And so I guess I appreciate it more than I can do it. But right. and then, of course, I love, uh, if someday, someday I really hope to get to do the chance, or get the chance to do um, Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross, because I'm a big Mammoth fan. I love his writing. Mm-hmm. I would mm-hmm. love to do that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, and then, like, yeah, and we, I did some Sam Shepard plays, and that was good. That guy, he, uh, he's a poet, man. He knows how to put a pen to paper. He's yeah. Great, great with characters. Yeah. Now you said you weren't um, extremely familiar with sci-fi before uh, before you joined up with uh, with Stargate. How familiar were you with Stargate before you got the role? Well, uh, I was actually probably out of all the shows more familiar with Stargate, just because of the fact that I think probably that uh, it was done in Vancouver, and I yeah. had friends that had shot it, so I would you know catch it and try to watch their episode or you know that kind of nature. Yeah, yeah, I think Stargate probably. Uh, and then as far as, like, the, the Star Treks or the Battlestar, and, like, when I watch Battlestar, that's a very well-shot show. It is very well done. Like, it's it's crisp. You know, you look at it, and it's, oof, that that's good. Yes, exactly. So, uh, I'm, I'm getting more of an appreciation for it, that's for sure. Right. And then watching our show, and then watching to see how it's done. Because, as you know, I'm sure you've been on set, and you see when it's done, and then you see the final product, and you go, wow, those guys are good, because that was just green. Well, there's just so many, uh, so many intricate pieces that have to be moving in the right direction and at the same time, all the time. Absolutely, you know, absolutely. It's intense, (laughs) and you and you don't want to. Like I've been on set, and I'm I'm terrified that I'm going to sneeze and screw something up. Oh well, (laughs) get in line, pal. 
how, how would you contrast yourself from the, the technician Gary Jones has, has played on SG-1 for 10 years now? I know, I know. Well, when I started uh, playing the technician, everybody, uh, like on set and stuff, was like, hey, you're the Gary Jones of Atlanta. Uh, and I was like, I don't want to take anything away from Gary, because what happens if I lick? What happens if this, I do this and it sucks, right? Yeah. So I don't want it to overshadow that, you know, Gary pulled me to the side and said, hey, try this. I mean, I just did it on my own as far as uh, what I would try to do to create the character, but I tried to do it in the vein that, if Gary was doing it for 10 years, Gary was doing something right. Right. And uh, there was a reason that he was there uh, for that long in that chair doing it. So I tried to, I guess, take the appreciation that he, he makes you believe that all the dials and all the things that are there are real. Yes. You, you know what I mean? That's the magic that he, he does because he has to, as you know, do the same thing over and over again. Yes. So for an actor, it can, uh, I think, probably get... Uh, boring or just a little stagnant for that kind of uh, thing, but he never does. Right. He always brings it to the table and makes it fresh. So right. That's what I picked up from watching Gary Jones going, oh, okay, I get you. you got to make this work every time in that sense. You just can't fax it in because they're going to exactly. you know, and, and, and they don't believe in the Stargate. Well, switch the channel. Well, the technician, you know, I mean... Like the base leader, I mean, like with Weir and now with Carter, you know, there's there's something about the technician that allows because he he doesn't really go anywhere, but nope. that that's he you you get the sense that this place is real because that, that's what that's what I tried to do, you know. That, yeah. yeah, absolutely. And you know, some jobs may be monotonous, some jobs may be a Chevron one encoded or what have you, but but the the more that you see them and the that's that's one of the problems that I've that I kind of have is you, you see all these extras and you see these people constantly flowing through you know but but it's nice to have a couple of mainstays because there would be yes absolutely especially yeah. if you're trapped in the Pegasus galaxy <laughs> yeah, exactly and you've eaten all the chips in the vending machine there's nowhere else to go <laughs> I'm gonna go back and sit down and press some buttons <laughs> now, has Gary ever shared with you any inside secrets over dinner you know have you ever, you guys ever talked about the role. Like, you know, just chatted, you know, just as friends, passing each other by in the set or whatever. But, you know, Gary, he's a consummate professional, so he'll just kind of walk by and go, how's it going? And he'll right. fine, and he go, all right, give you the wink kind of thing. Like, there's nothing he hasn't seen or, you know, after ten seasons, like any of the main cast there, he knows the score. And so, right. Uh, and I think I think that was the big thing uh, for him is he really likes doing it. Yes. You know, like, he enjoys it, and everybody likes Gary, so. Yes. It, it's It's nice on that part. Right. Right. If you enjoy your job after ten years, man, you can't ask much more than that. No, no, it's a steady, steady thing like that, steady gig, and it's still allowing you to do other things as well. You know. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So very lucky. Very lucky. Now Edmund Wong um, seemed to be in the running for this role of yeah. the main tech until the episode Home, and then there was a gap of gate technicians until you made your appearance in. The Brotherhood. Now, right. and then he hasn't been seen since, so I guess it just didn't work out or something. So You know, I don't know what, as far as uh, Edward is concerned, like, I don't even know, was he in town for a little bit? Okay. And then he had to go? Okay. I mean, for my personal uh, position where it was, Martin Wood was the guy who gave me my break. Oh, really? Yes, yeah, he was directing, and he actually, like, you know, came up to me and said, hey, Chuck, would you like to try the technician role? Oh. And I was, uh, absolutely. I had no idea. I thought it was just like you said, for the Brotherhood, and we were going to do that and bang it off. Had a little scene there with Selenka, and that was cool. And 
to be honest, David, it just, I did it, and it just kind of stuck for a little bit. So he actually approached you and asked if you wanted to come back as as a recurring yes. technician. Oh. Yeah, yeah, Martin was, uh, he was a guy who, uh, you know, basically was in my corner for that and said, no, you, you try it, try it. And then they let me try it. And then, of course, uh, later on, they uh, tried integrating uh, the control room, making it more, uh, well, I think it was, Culturally diversified was the word. They yes. Politically correct. And, yes. And that's cool. I understand that. But uh, and then I got to come back again. So I, I don't honestly know if it was a little push from the fans because they've been so supportive, or they just are looking for a certain type of rhythm in that control room, and I just fortunately uh, match that. Right. I, I don't know. I mean, I wish I could be egotistical and say, yes, I am the technician. <laughs> I always will be. But <laughs> no. I could be working at the gas station Thursday. Who knows? You know, well, you mean, with, that, with SG-1, there are certain expectations. And with one of them comes a, a friendly, familiar face for the, base, for the base that you don't always get to talk with but is always there. Yeah. And I think you filled that. And you even did in the Pegasus Project as well in SG-1, which is like really cool, too. That was a treat. I didn't, yeah. yeah. Did you not expect to be doing that? No, David. Popping over? I honestly didn't. No. When they told me, uh, I think it was, it might have been Brad. Okay. I'll throw the coat on you, bud. And it was like, yeah! How cool is that? Same set, different show. Yeah, it was great. It was just like, that was a, that was a treat. That's what that was. Great. Yeah. All right. Now, you've appeared in over 30 of uh, the 60 episodes that... That's uh, crazy. 80 episodes now, excuse me. That's crazy. Yeah. Are we, did we crack 30? Uh, you have, yes. Nice. Number 3-0. Oh. Like it, like it. Now, you've witnessed a lot of the work done on yes. Atlantis, both in front and behind the scenes. Um, what are some of your favorite memories from this journey so far? Wow. Good question. Uh some of my favorites. I remember the introduction of uh, Ronan Dex. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were outside shooting, and it was night. And I didn't know who Jason was. Like, I didn't get to know him prior to uh, him doing his stuff on set. And, but I don't know if you ever met uh, Momoa in real life, but he looks like he could eat like a small dog. Like yes. Like right? He's a very big man. Very big man, and he's blasting through the woods in this scene in the dark in this big coat and he's being I think he was being chased uh, maybe it was uh, a wraith runnership I don't know but anyways he was and I remember seeing him blast by and go how are you ever going to control this guy like, yeah. like, like he, he looked like a warrior in that sense and I remember this is going to be a good twist because he was joining the show and I thought what are they going to do and then when they amped it up and kind of made him and Shepard buddies the Han Solo kind yes. of back, uh, banter back and forth and it worked. Like it, it worked. So I, I kind of like that because that was my first instinct of this new character that joined up, and then whoosh, it took off. I don't. I always love watching uh, David Hewlett. It, I think he's a robot. <laughs> I know many people will tell you he's a new dad and he's a real kind guy and he's always trying to help people, but he's a robot. There's no way anyone can memorize that many lines and not make mistakes. So that's, that's my conclusion. Yeah, he's so, he's really good at what he does, you know. Yeah, I've, he uh, he definitely is. I, I've I've watched him on set, and it's so. From what I've seen, it's rare that he slips up. It is. It, yeah. He really is able to maintain that. That that's oh, a lot of technical jargon. Oh come on, Dave! I mean, I'm there with the sides in my hand. Yeah. I'm doing off camera with it, I'm like, oh, I'm so glad this is not me because <laughs> I don't know how. Because 
there's a difference, I guess, if you can just squeak it out and do it once, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He does it, and then he does his coverage, and then he does it off-camera for other people, and you're like, do you sleep? Like, yeah. you memorize all that stuff. Yeah, it's mouthful, right? Yeah, so it's impressive to watch people of that uh, caliber, and I don't know if you know, but Taylor could probably whoop half the cast and the, and the crew. Oh, right? sure, she's tough. You give her some sticks, man, and she'll, she'll, put, you in the, <laughs> she'll put you in emergency if she has to. <laughs> no, that's not fake. Which of the uh, permanent cast are some of your favorites to work with? Ah, good one. Always love doing scenes with uh, Nickel. Uh, I get along with Nickel outside yeah. of Ted as well, so we always have a good laugh. Um, used to love doing scenes with Tori. Oh, uh, really? Yeah, I really liked uh, working with Tori. She was uh, so much fun to work with. Uh, uh, she was such a professional, but yet loved to have a good belly laugh before. And, you know, <laughs> makes, makes the day go by so much nicer. And... Amanda, I was intimidated by Amanda when I first met her. Really? Yeah, I was, because Amanda's so good, and she's been with it from the beginning, and she's, um, give me those people that are just, they're just generally nice, and mm-hmm. they're like, she's going to flip out or mm-hmm. going to twist. She doesn't. She's just a generally nice woman. Mm-hmm. Like, you could meet her, she would treat you the same way on set as she would if you were in the grocery store, because she's just... Just a nice woman. I'd never met an actress before that her first instinct when she first meets you is to hug you. It, well, you see what I mean? Like, she's just, that's just the way she is. She's just generally kind. Yes. You know? And uh, not that I'm saying most actresses aren't, but it's just a bit, for somewhere of her status, you go, huh? Mm-hmm. It just throws you, it's not the norm, I guess, for someone of her level. So, yeah. you know, was that very approachable. Was that... D- difficult, or was it an easy transition from Tori to Amanda, or was it... It was pretty smooth. I think it was more difficult uh, outside of doing the scenes, just because it was like, oh, she's gone. Now she'll, Tori will be off, and she'll be very successful in whatever she does, but you were like, but you still miss her, because there was a chemistry there, you know? Right. Much. And then when Sam came in, she or I should say Amanda came in, she kept her character the same as she did with Samantha Carter, but yet she almost played it like it would be the position that she was in of, I don't want to step on toes here, I have to be the new leader, but right. let's, let's respect what these people have done in the past. And right. It, it just it just worked that way. I don't know if it would have worked with, a, say, another alpha male character. I don't know if it would have been an easier transition, uh, as an easy transition as it was. So she was, she's a... She's just a born leader, right? Right. Well, it you, works that way. So. It's interesting because it's it's the same character, you know, but in a lot of ways, it's not the same character because it's not the same role. That's right. It's, and so she it, does it, different. She works that. That's the great thing. She goes, and I think that's probably what attracted her to this coming on with us. Was, you know, that well, I've got to do something different. Well, believe me, the Vegas galaxy is a little different. Right. <laughs> just a bit. <laughs> Life sucking aliens. Yeah. Yeah. You, you want different? We can give you a little different. <laughs> Uh, any chance we're going to see uh, Chuck go off world this uh, new season? Oh, bro. On one side of it, I really hope so. And then the other side, I'm like, don't put the red shirt on me. I, I don't want oh. to plan it. Because uh, I, I don't know. I would love to go. It would be uh, a great uh, a great experience to get to be involved with that. But I think they like uh, like him hanging out by the control mm-hmm. room. So mm-hmm. We'll have to see. Right. I'm up, I'm up for it if they do it. And if they don't, well, I, I can understand that. Right. Did you did you appear in lockdown? Yes, I was in that one there because uh, Zelenka and Carter get caught in an elevator. Yes, uh, Hewlett and uh, his old flame get caught in the uh, room with all the plants. Yeah, the the botany lab or something. That's yeah. it. Yeah, man, 
and I was in that one. And I got to work with another uh, technician uh, girl. She had a couple of lines in that one as well. Oh, uh, that, that was my next question. Where did, where did Chuck get stuck? Yeah, no, we actually got... This is surprising that you would ask this, because I forgot about this, David. Oh. We actually got to go downstairs. We were out of the control room. Really? Yeah, we got to go, and I remember... I remember joking. I was like, oh, my God, I'm downstairs. I'm downstairs. (laughs) So we actually, uh, yeah, we were just in one of the rooms downstairs uh, trying to get them out of the elevator when they were stuck in it. Oh, sweet. Yeah, so, yeah, that was cool. I forgot about that. Nice to break it up a little bit. It was, actually. (laughs) That was a really fun day. Uh, I remember that. Yeah. All right. What are uh, what have been some of your favorite shows from uh, season four from a story standpoint? What's really attracted you? Hmm, let's see here. I have a list. We're up to um, in the airing schedule. Uh, uh, the Seer just aired. Oh, The Seer. Okay. Yeah, The Seer. I got to be in that one. That was fun because uh, Andy got to direct that one. I like working with Andy. Andy Makita, yeah. Makita, yeah. He's a good guy. Uh, yeah, he is. Yeah, funny guy too. Uh, the Seer, yeah, I was in that one, and I remember, yeah, that was a little bit of a run, I think, because it was, I think it went to Seer, the Mortal Coil, and then All My Sins Remembered, I think. That's right, that's right. Yeah, now I totally forgot what you asked me in the beginning. Yeah, what are some of your favorite episodes from this? Oh, okay, and, uh, <laughs> the Seer actually is one of them, that was a good one, and I think later on... There was one uh, called Quarantine. That was kind of cool. That that's that's the uh, the one that I was just uh, referring to, I believe. Was that the? That's or was that, okay. is that that's Quarantine? I'm sorry, not Lockdown. What am I well, thinking? Okay, of? That, that's why I was like going, huh? Lockdown. Man. Oh, okay. That's my bad. Yeah, no, no, that's cool. That's that's the I think the last name they had on the uh, script. So that was a cool one. I remember that one. And then of course the uh, two-parter, uh, the Kindred. The Kindred's gonna be good. That is cool. Yeah, I love that character that he plays, and Connor's such a good guy. So. Yes, he is a good guy. Yeah, I like uh, watching him do his stuff. He's he's one of those, as I was saying, one of those guys on the top level. When you watch and you go, "Yep, you're going to be working after this." <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, we've got the the finales, the last man. So very interesting idea that, behind it, that. It's very interesting because I, I will I won't give any spoilers out, but it does. Where it was last year, what was the one? Final strike? Was that the final? First strike. First strike. Um, we were all in the control room when it uh, hit the fan, basically. Yes. And at the end of this one, it comes out that there are separate groups again. Okay. So it's we're not all in one place. So when they have it in, as you say, uh, separate rooms or separate... Yeah. Like, someone uh, is off on a planet or whatever, but there are different groups that are scattered. So then uh, it leaves it with, uh-oh. Yes. You know what I mean? There's more, uh, whereas uh, First Strike was, are they going to, is the whole thing going to blow up? Yes. Are they all going to die in one shot? Yes. It's going to happen, so. Right. Yeah, so all of us are kind of like, oh. What's going to happen now? Well, I'm mean, I, I'm not a huge spoiler fan. I like I like uh, like the one line idea of an episode before it comes out. Right. And all I know is that Shepard comes back to Atlantis and finds Atlantis in a desert, and yeah. that that concept was like, okay, this is interesting, and he's the yeah. only one there. Yeah, it, it, it was cool too. It was. I will say this: when they shot it, the sand. I think that they used like a cornmeal kind of thing. Uh huh. It looks just like sand. It's and, amazing. And the it's sand, edible. It better be. 
you ate it. Because <laughs> I could have put some milk in a bowl, and that was that. So, yeah, it was... And they had the big... This isn't spoiling anything, because just... Uh, at a windstorm. There we go. Oh, okay. So they actually got sand into the set. Yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah. It looks wild. Like, it's not... I know they will do the CGI stuff. Yeah, me, yeah. But they do... Uh, uh, Flanagan is, like, walking through this crazy cornmeal being whipped at him. Oh, yeah. wow. That's just like sand. It's awesome. Really uh, cool. It looked really good on the monitor. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Are you uh, scheduled to make a return to Sanctuary anytime soon? Uh, I... I'm not sure what's going on with Sanctuary as far as in front of the camera. I did do a very, very small kind of wipe of one of the characters when they're down in the uh, Sanctuary itself. And you saw the Two-Face Man right. character that I got to play. Yes. I think um, when I was talking to Damien, he was like, you know, we want to introduce all these people, these different characters, and then we want to see what will happen with them. Right. So... Uh, that's pretty much the nicest way a writer can say, we don't know yet. Right. You know, and Damien's very shoot-from-the-hip kind of guy. He'll he'll let you know what's going on. Right. But I'll probably work on it behind the camera. I might help stand in with them or set them up because I'm, I'm a good height for... Uh, Robin. Uh, yeah, Mr. Dunn there, So and we kind of like have the same features. So you do look a lot like him, yeah. Uh, you know, green screen stuff and et cetera like that. It helps to have somebody who, like, you know, you can set it up with and be more technical. So, right. Yeah, right. he'll come in, do his magic, and then away we go. So, can we... Ex- see. So it, it, it is up in the air, and I, I would like to work on it. Good. All right. Well, hopefully we'll see you in that. Yeah, so... Can we so, expect to uh, be seeing you at any conventions in the coming months? You know, I just uh, came back from Hanover, Germany. Uh, ah. What was it called? Crossroads? It was one of those uh, wolf conventions. Oh, okay. It's a wolf it was, event. Yeah, it was a very good time. We really enjoyed ourselves. It was a little different for me because it was a smaller one. It was a smaller convention. It was about, about 150. Oh, isn't that nice? And it was so great to be able to get one-on-one because usually, as you know, they're just a larger audience, so you can't get to shake everyone's hand and get to talk yeah. to them. But you can with 150. Yeah. Over a, you know, a weekend, you can... Uh, Man, get to talk to so many of them and listen to what they have to say about the show, and because the, I don't know what it's like on other shows, but our producers that work on our shows, they do read blogs, they do read what the fans have to say, they yes. do put it into contention in the show, and so that's a nice thing. So if you can pick up something that they want and pass it along to them, right, right from the fans, right. they'll listen, which is nice. Yeah, exactly. And I had a great time in Germany. They were. Uh, Man, they're super fans there. So, but nothing, nothing planned on the horizon yet for next year. You think? Uh, I'm hoping, uh, but I'm just hoping. I would love to go. I went to Pegasus two last year in London, mm-hmm. and I would love to go to Pegasus three because we had such a good time. Okay. And I think Paul's going to be there, so I always love hanging out with him. <laughs> yeah, he's yeah. a good guy. Oh yeah, yeah. So it, that would be a that would be a that wouldn't feel like work at all. So that would be a nice little homecoming. Last question for you here. Um, okay. What do you think is Stargate's enduring quality why has the show continued to be on the air for so long i think it's the characters i know that's probably awful for the visual effect guys reading this they're probably shaking their hands at me but i think what makes it work are the characters and if you have that in the writing and there's so much now to watch but if the viewer can uh feel like they're attached to the character in some way that they either relate to them or whatever, but somehow they have a magic with doing characters and making them interact with other characters and mm-hmm. 
So I think that's just my opinion. They're very good at, uh, and I know they want to, as writers, delve more into their backstories and go into that stuff. But that takes time, right? You have to, that's television. Yeah. You don't get that luxury until you're on for a certain amount of time. And then you can start pumping that in, like they did in season four. So Right. That, I think that's probably, uh, that's probably the magic. And then also, there is the effects, but... That changes so rapidly now. Yes. That, you know, the technology is just advancing so quick. But these guys know how to write television. And that's that's good. That's not an easy thing to do, man. Pump out 20 scripts. Right. You know. And formerly 40. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. In That's right. When they were doing SG-1 and Atlantis, that's 40. It takes a special kind of team to handle that load. <laughs> Can you imagine? I mean, seriously, like being brought up to the office and go, okay, write five scripts. Oh, yeah, and we've been on for nine years, so don't repeat it. Yeah, that, like, that's important, what? too. Oh, man, that's that's huge. Mm-hmm. huge. And anytime you bring anyone back, the amount of homework that you have to go through to make sure that you get it right so that fans like me won't complain. Absolutely, absolutely, and they have to do that because I've dialed gate addresses, and they watch it. <laughs> watch it, man. If it's on camera, it's like, oh. They watch the buttons you push. They watch the buttons, and there's a running gag on set because I'm kind of, don't hit the buttons, man. i got to make sure I get these buttons right. And then ca- uh, cast and crew always walk by my desk and slap the buttons on me. And I'm like, oh, God, because they light up, and I have to reprogram them. Oh, jeez. Yeah, I, the, the Pegasus buttons, you know, I mean, the, the at least the Earth ones, they look like, uh, ga- they look like uh, constellations, but the Pegasus ones are so random. Yeah, I mean, they are, they do have the constellations, but I have to, like, uh, sometimes they'll shoot it. Sometimes they'll shoot the board, me hitting them, and other times they won't. They'll just do the light effect. But right. <laughs> I gotta make sure I know that code, man. <laughs> I gotta do my hand. Wormhole disengaged.